You're listening to the Fire in a Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a cast. If you want to keep the show free and help us keep the lights on, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you have ideas for the show, we'd like to come on the show, uh, don't hesitate to drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Today on the show, we have Montreal stand-up comic, Mr. Oren Shabiro. Oren joins us to trade some day job war stories and introduces Jason to Bumble. Uh, we discuss the Anglo comedy scene along with some of our favorite comics, both local and uh, abroad. So you can find Oren uh, on Facebook mostly, but he's also on Instagram and Twitter. He's at Oren Shabiro. That's squiggly A O R E N S H B I R O. And he's got some upcoming shows coming up uh, at the Comedy at the Art Loft and Alohaha Comedy Show. So be sure to check. Facebook for that and you can find him at the open mics around the city at the uh, Comedy Works and at the Comedy Nest so please keep that applause going and welcome your next act to the stage Mr. Oren Shibiro wait did that waitress listen to a word I said this steak is medium rare I asked for it medium and I wanted extra gravy on my mashed potatoes. Let me ask you something. How hard is your job? How intelligent do you have to be to take a food order? Now it's uploading. I think now it's up. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was that. uploading now that it would completely defeat the purpose of being live. I have no idea what's going it on. Says you live streamed for one minute and 15 seconds. That's exactly. Oh, so it was live streamed. Exactly. Ah, we had two viewers. Word. Who the fuck was that? Yeah, no, people just just, uh, they just tune in. Yeah, I'm sure you can figure it out. That's I, so weird. I watched like 20 minutes of Snoop Dogg in the studio. Yeah, but Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's a reason to be right. doing it to live to Snoop Dogg. Because... But, like, nothing was even happening. Right, He's yeah. just walking around, and, right. like, you don't know what the topic is. He's just walking around the studio. Like, I, I follow a bunch of groups with, like, like I just bought this this 360 camera that plugs into your to your phone. It was, like, an Indiegogo thing. I backed yeah. it. So I'm one of the first ones to get it. And I oh. have, like, these, these, these groups on Facebook of, like, all these early adopters. And it's just, like, some dude on his porch. <laughs> Like That's holding the, it in his lap, and like just see his like his belly in 360, <laughs> and he's like, "Yep, there's uh there's some birds chirping." You know, it's like, like what the fuck? Man? That is like 95 percent of the usage of this thing. <laughs> yeah, is exactly. That's the first. Yeah, it's like video games on a new console. The first gen is the first wave is. That's. I watched some Filipino guy like eat soup. <laughs> drink soup, eat soup. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, eat well, and depends drink. Got, depends what kind of soup. Depends, depends how what, chunky it is. Yeah, maybe you drink. Are you are, are you a drink then eat or an eat then drink? I don't think drink then eat is even an option because then you're just like, well, how do you like sift out all the noodles? How do you drink ah, first? Excellent question. What you're you take mm. the spoon yeah. and you kind of just push it down on the on the content yeah. and let it fill and this, then like 
sip wow. it up. I did this today. I don't want to know how you wipe your ass. It's probably just <laughs> <laughs> equally really as complicated. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is where there's a will, um, there's a way. Yeah. And uh, oh, look at that. We're looking at the content right now. Du -du -du -du. Weird. Technology. It's cool. Yeah, man. It's cool. It's a lot of fun. I appreciate it's it being fun, right. Now you look. Now you know what you look like in 360 degrees. Well, <laughs> we because really it's weird. Cause you can, <laughs> when it gets to me, it's really just because <laughs> you can zoom it in and out, right? Oh, you so, can. You can. Pinch yeah, it. you can pinch it, and then uh, the. <laughs> so when was I was rewatching the set that it recorded earlier this week? Yeah. If you really zoom out, yeah, it's super well, like high res, but. It has that weird like planet effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it like looks the like fish eye, fish eye lens. Yeah, like massively fish eyed. Yeah, like you're watching a skate video. Yeah, and a, a '90s, yeah, a '90s skate video. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Oren. Hi. How you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for uh, inviting, or uh, rather, accepting our invitation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks for inviting us to our show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me to make your your podcast amazing. That's what. <laughs> That's really what the goal was, yeah. and uh, the expectation. So uh, I don't know, man. How you doing? I am a little bit tired, but, uh -huh. uh, you know, I'm good. I'm sexually frustrated, and mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm trooping. <laughs> I know? understand that's, that's part of the... Part Each of day the is a gift. Life. Each day is a gift, Jason. <laughs> I know that for a fact. It is a gift, yeah. and uh, as I said, frustration period, I think, is part of what fuels some of the comedy, definitely. Absolutely. And uh, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah. Because you're like, if you're, ha you're doing really well, you're like, hmm. I'm not going to have any material today. I'm not going to write anything. Do you write? I, uh, I, I don't write so much, no. No? No, I tell, I, t I come up with stories or jokes or ideas, and then I go to open mics, and I just, I just express them as much as I can until I've um, slimmed them down into a joke. Okay. Yeah. I think we we're very similar on this. Yeah, and that's that's my mentality has always been. I mean, I've tried. I kind of want to be able to. I mean, like, the goal is to be able to sit down and write a joke about anything, you know? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Hetty? Yeah, well, yeah. he's a, he's a talker. He's he's a talker. Yeah. He's he's a machine, right? Yeah. Uh, and it definitely feels like he writes this, some of the stuff out at the very least. Um, he definitely writes a lot. I mean, like that that notebook of his is probably just like it probably sent him to jail if anyone actually read, <laughs> read it completely. But he's a he's a master, man. It's really it's it's amazing. I love watching him work on stuff. You know, like mm -hmm. his his uh, his crisp and, and like and and proven material is hilarious. But watching him just work things out is just amazing. He does a he does a class at McGill that I'd love to just be a part of, you know. Just what is to, it? What is it? What well, he teaches teach? how to write comedy, like comedy writing. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and it's really uh, it's probably an amazing class. He certainly yeah, he's definitely a part of that club of people who um like you can't just you can't do his material. Yeah, no, I I mean, I'm he does have some jokes. Like he he does come out with the joke. Like he has like this one that I've just heard recently where it's kind of like uh it's something like my jokes are a lot like jazz. You have to hear the jokes that I'm not telling, you know, like, <laughs> and it's, and it's like, like he's got like, I'm obviously better when he says it, sure. but, but there are some, like, that's what's so funny about him is that he has these long rants, but then there's also just these beats that he, he just knows how to structure a set and he's good. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you, you definitely notice that just like, uh, when you get to know people, there's these people have, have very unique sort of package of, of traits that sure. are just not, you can't imitate. It's just, it's this, this thing and they just, they're themselves all the time. And then there are people who, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's in all of us, but he dares to be exactly what he is. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a fearlessness. I have no idea, but I envy it. Yeah, no, it's very cool. I mean, unless maybe being 
the way you are is the way you, you know what I mean? Like it not, it's not necessarily like that we're not maybe going to that level. It's just maybe that we don't have that in us. Right. I don't know. I'm not there yet. I know that. Like I know starting comedy was very exciting and now I'm at the point where if I want to do this, I mean, like, it's just a long term goal and I'm excited to get to a point where I'm that good, you know? Right. No, I, I totally get that. How, how long have you been doing this anyway? It's only, it's been a little bit over a year, like a year and a few months, I guess. Really? Yeah. So we, once again, you're one of these guys that, that um, seems like he's been doing it longer than, than he's been doing it. I think it's just being a little bit older. Uh, like a lot of the other guys are starting are younger, so they have, they have public speaking things to work out and they have all that. And um, I think when you're older and it's just something you really know you want to do, there's, there's just more of a confidence that comes behind it. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that's the problem is people are like, oh, he's, you have stage presence. You have good stage presence. I'm like, I feel like you're telling me my jokes suck. You know? <laughs> Every time you say that, I feel like you're telling me my material needs work. But your eyes are so pretty. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a gift and a curse, Jason, let me tell you. Right. <laughs> I didn't actually, I wasn't actually complimenting It's a eyes. burden. Um, so I don't know. What, what, so what, what drove you to comedy? I feel like drive you to comedy is the right expression. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I worked in the service industry for years, and um, well, that's it. You just explained. It. <laughs> that is pretty much it. Just sums it up right there. Yeah, I worked in the service industry for years, and what else? Like, and I was in a relationship for like seven years, and when that ended, and I was like all doing web, started doing web design, and left, uh, left the restaurant industry. I was like left with like just like no one to really like express myself to. And I've always considered myself, like, people have always considered me funny. It's, like, the only compliment I take seriously. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, someone could tell me I'm good looking. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I have a mirror. Or, like, my dick's big. I'm like, no, it's not. We both know that. <laughs> but if they say, like, you're funny, I'm like, I am funny. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I take it. <laughs> That's so I was like, why don't I go seek out that compliment all the time, you know? Oh, but what I learned is actually doing comedy is seeking out the opposite. It's finding out that you're not actually as funny as you thought you were. And it's a struggle to like, even to learn it like redefines what funny even means to you. You know, like right. now, mm. now when I make a friend laugh, I'm not like good for you or, I'm like, you're just a bad, like, you know, like you don't, <laughs> this needs to like kill in front of like at least 200 people before I know it's a joke. So right. I can't trust your laughter anymore. <laughs> I can't trust your laughter. Yeah. That's how I feel like everybody. I can't trust uh, your laughter. That's a good title for this episode. I yeah. feel. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always think back to that, uh, Fresh Prince episode. I don't know. I remember who it was, but there was a, an episode about that specifically where a friend of his visits him and he is a comedian now and he does the whole like, Oh, well everyone thinks I'm hilarious. And then he goes up on stage and gets slick, Absolutely. Slain, Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the hard truth. Well, you're right. Once I think you start doing comedy, when your regular friends kind of tell you you're funny or whatever, you're just you just like uh, you just make this. You face. don't know what funny is. <laughs> well, it's, because, so it's not just that. It's also because that's how that's how I come up with a lot of my jokes. Is like just uh, shooting the shit with friends. You know, we're just talking. Yeah. But right. I hate that I just use the expression shooting the shit. Like I literally <laughs> hate that expression. I've literally never talked to anyone who's used it around me again, and I, for some reason, just use it. Anyway, so people I was talking to, and then, like, I'll, I'll say something, and there'll be, like, a laugh there, and I'll be like, oh, there's something there, you know? And then I'll bring mm-hmm. it to stage, and then it just will, will die. And then I'll be annoyed at them for laughing just because it brought me the confidence to just die in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of the you-had-to-be-there jokes. Yeah. yeah. Well, Richard has a bit of a background in uh, the service industry, and I think some of the funniest stories you've ever told me were from that. I, I feel like that's a direct yeah, restaurants. Yeah, where restaurants in the, in this city? Oh yeah, yeah. Where like in the front of the house or the back of the house? I did a bit of both, but mostly wow. front of the house. That's intense, yeah. both. Yeah, a little bit. Which one was at the front of your career? Is that like? I, I started off in the front, and then I worked. Oh really? Way. Yeah, yeah. And now you're not in the restaurant industry at all? No, I think you just get burnt out at a certain point. Right? Yeah, or like you, you open just a restaurant. Yeah, or you open a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you go full in. I don't, yep. I don't think I was going to go that route. 
Where where have you worked? Did I like? It's mostly on the West Island. Okay. So like a bunch of like fine dining restaurants where I had to wear like a little red bow tie and shit. Like Forty West kind of style? Like a- no, no, like like little like Italian places, okay, yeah, yeah. little that's, French okay, places. I like that. You know? Yeah. All right, that's cool. Yeah. With, yeah. with insane coworkers, like like legit insane. Yeah, people in the restaurant oh, yeah. industry are pretty crazy. If they're career waiters, yeah. they're pretty insane. If they're cr- and in the back of the house, they're generally are career people or criminals. You know, like just out of jail, straight up. Criminals, yeah, no, because yeah. that's what the kitchen staff is made of. It's just a great job for them because it's task oriented. You know, mm-hmm. they just have to keep busy, and they get yelled at if they don't do a good job. They lose their jobs if they don't if they don't just do exactly what they have to do. Yeah, and so it really keeps them structured and keeps them working. It also keeps them away technically from the bars at those key hours where you tend to like go out <laughs> and stab people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that right. Rivalry between like the back and the front was uh, was just insane. Well, yeah, we like, make triple, quadruple the amount of money, and we get all the respect. In the back, that was to get nothing, so it's not really. Yeah, it's not My really soup's comparable. cold. Take it back. <laughs> Never mind. Like they, they get overworked, they get underpaid, you know, yeah. and like no, and they don't get really tips. They get a small percentage of what we make. But the bottom line is that it, no one would be a waiter if the money was what it was to be a chef. You know what I mean? People right. work in the back of the house because they're a little bit more proud of their work. They leave when they're tired out, you know. But there is mm. a an element to most people who work there who want to get better at what they're doing constantly, and that's a drive for like an end goal. There's no end goal for a server. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just good money now. That's what it is. And yeah. no one would do it. No one would do it if it wasn't for good money. Did you do? Front front house. Yeah, I did. Uh, I worked for a while. Like I worked. Uh, I worked at Kira Cheval once upon a time Kira ago, Cheval, years really? ago. Fancy. I worked at. Uh, I started my career at Peel Pub back in the. Oh back shit. In the day. Oh, school of hard knocks. Yeah, exactly. And then oh, seriously, I moved on up. I also, but like I did most of my career as a, at the Monkland Tavern, which is an NDG, which is a great spot, one of the best restaurants in the city. And uh, I worked there for like eleven years, and um, eventually I just couldn't do it anymore. I was. I watched the people I worked with open some of the best restaurants in the city, and I realized that wasn't what's going to happen for me. You know, it takes <laughs> so much work. They work their asses off. You know, that's a it's a brutal business. I just it is, but it's also one of the most fun. Like it's so hard, but it's just literally having like I, I like. It's just having the best time with your coworkers. There's nothing to describe it. You make some of the best connections. Yeah. And it's like like the people you get along with are just the best, you know? And then you literally just party with them all the time. Yeah. It's kind of an amazing life. And like then when you go out, you have connections within the restaurant industry. Like literally there's no way to have a better time in any city than knowing people in the best restaurants in the city. You know? That right. makes sense. Really, there's really, there's no equivalent to a better time. Right? Yeah, you're going to know the who's who. Yeah. Um, you're going to meet celebrities. Yeah. Uh, you're going to meet so chefs. Uh, yeah. And so you get taken care of when you go out. I do now. Uh, yeah, for sure. But I don't like, I'm just saying like my friends who have gone on to open places, like yeah. their lives are just so much fun, you know, like, and when they got their restaurant steady, it's like, like right now they're just having a blast, you mm. know, like, uh, it's, yeah. I'm envious, you know, that like steady <laughs> is, 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 is hard. For a restaurant, yeah, right? but they work. They work like again. Uh, now they work their asses off to get where it's they are, hard. You know? work. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy yeah. work. Yeah. It's actually insane work at, at a certain point. When that, I got out of the restaurants and I was started working, like in an office, and I was like, "Really? Like, yeah, this is all I have to do, and you're gonna you're gonna pay me for this? Like, I'm not even sweating. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's insane. Yeah, you're not and I'm being uh, yelled at by an Italian man. Yeah. I'm not even slightly out yeah. of breath. <laughs> I just gained weight like that. Like the second I got an office job, I gained so much weight so fast I couldn't even. Oh. I didn't even understand because I never worked out. But I mean, I sweat my ass off for every night on my feet, you know. For sure. And then all of a sudden, it was like, and I just grew, you know, I just <laughs> so fast. Oh, so fast! It was crazy. It was yeah. nuts. It just like literally now when I look in the mirror, it looks like my like what I used to look like. But like I just got my wisdom teeth pulled, but always, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, always. That's like, just like always, a gerbil that's, oh, yeah, that's put away puffy, some stuff just for like later. Just like me, but puffy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like yeah. 
swollen. I just look swollen. Yeah. So are you like a fully trained uh, waiter? Like you've got the whole the whole shebang down? It seems derogatory to say that word. I don't know why. Fully trained waiter. Yeah. It just seems like it's like. Uh, it, Where did you study? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is that kind of thing. And you get awkward questions like that. that people think they're funny. I mean, my, my definition of that is literally just be able to pull off that cool thing with the plates on both arms. Yeah, how many plates can you? Carry? Yeah, well, I don't. I didn't work at Casa Greco, my friend. Like, you know, like I, I wasn't working the diner at, at like Belle Provence where I had to bring in seven. Yeah, I was good. I could hold two plates at a time and no one would get mad at me. I could hold a lot of plates. I was the best busboy. I loved being a busboy because that's also one of those jobs where just like you could just run. You could go do coke in the bathroom and just run around like a crazy person. It's just like fun, you know, like it's literally it's like it's just like a a challenge and a fun goal. Um, But uh, but like as a waiter, I was really good. I got really angry by the end. I just said really crazy things to to tables, you know, and I got to the point where I would just you were either having dinner the way I wanted you to have dinner or you were <laughs> not going to have a good time. <laughs> it was really that simple. Do, do you have some specifics here? Do you have some specific uh, anecdotes of, of telling people how to have dinner? Because <laughs> Close your mouth when you're chewing. <laughs> well, no, it's just, it's not, it's not as that, like, like if people have their phones out, I'm the kind of guy that like kind of waiter that I'll call you. <laughs> you know, I was like that. I guess why I stopped working is because I was, and I just didn't like things like, uh, like comments like you made, like, uh, are you a fully, a fully trained way, like you know, I would have, like, I would have, I would have tore you apart Fuck at the table. You. <laughs> like I remember one time I had this, these two, this couple, and they came and they ordered like two giant steaks and a and a big bottle of red, and their bill was high. And then like halfway through eating it, they were like, "Can we get the bill?" And I brought them the bill, and they're like, "They're like, oh my god, like, like we must be a waiter's dream table." Like just a dream, and I'm like, waiters don't have dreams; they're all broken. That's why we're waiters, you piece of shit, like this. And, I, and you see them drop, you know, like they're just their attitudes, and you're like, okay. They wanted you to be wowed. Yeah, this is going to be a TripAdvisor comment for sure. You know? <laughs> the Yelp episode. With it's crazy Horace how many Rick. times I've seen my name on TripAdvisor at this point. That's <laughs> not okay. The gentleman yeah. was very rude to us. Yeah. And we yeah. were just trying to have a good time. Yeah. I got out of the restaurants before the TripAdvisor, the Yelp stuff. Oh, yeah, I know. It's yeah. real. Oh, Thank it's God. Real. It's real. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting to see when, uh, uh, like, it, it makes for good reading, actually. And uh, the best ones, of course, are when somebody writes a long ass complaint. And then, uh, like the owner or one of the owners will chime in, or the waiter will be like, "Okay, so three hours? No, you waited 70, 70 minutes or whatever. Uh, <laughs> this thing wasn't happening. No, what actually happened was there wasn't enough room. No, you showed up with ten more people than were actually on okay. the reservation. Yeah, uh, we were. We asked you to leave. Yes, you were punching the customers. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, they always win because like the restaurant is writing so like like they've thought about it for a little bit. You know what I mean? They're writing a much more like while the other one's just a hate write. You know, yeah. like God yeah. damn it, you made me wait. And the other person's just like easy to shut you down when you think about it for a second. But those TripAdvisor reviews are literally like the worst thing that like they're so evil. You know, like people just they just have vendetta. Like whenever they go out, and it's really funny. I have a friend out in Calgary, and he was. Uh, He's like trying to get in well with the restaurant that he started working. He's like working in the back of the house his whole life. He's trying to get in well with this small restaurant, you know, but they do very well, really, and like just a family-run thing. And so his parents and his grandparents come in from, uh, from, from Montreal to come see him in Calgary, and they go eat at the restaurant. And when they leave, his grandfather, who's like 85 years old, leaves a bad review on TripAdvisor. <laughs> like mediocre at best is literally what he wrote. Oh my god! And same last name as like my friend. Who's like, <laughs> and they like have to like approach him. You're like, do you like? And he had to speak to his grandfather about taking the review down. You know, it's just. <laughs> and I love that principle. It's like I don't care if you work there. I need to voice my opinion on the internet. It's like, I just I'm a food critic now <laughs> because I have a Yelp account. It's Correct, insane. right? Yeah. But that this is, goes for everything. This goes for 
comment sections and every every you know yeah uh, i think South to rotten tomatoes all those things you know like like all those reviews yeah this is like a 16 year old going like i just i wasn't satisfied with the camera movement <laughs> it's so crazy <laughs> the composition was just not great yeah. I don't, have we I, talked I, about one star yelp reviews of like the seven wonders of the world <laughs> like somebody goes is that a thing yeah yeah, yeah it's a thing <laughs> they like voted them down kind of thing <laughs> yeah just somebody goes to the grand canyon and like one star it's just a big fucking hole <laughs> <laughs> lame oh my god that's amazing the eiffel tower they're like i thought it'd be bigger one star <laughs> i think that's pretty much it like if you could just demonstrate that you're like you know everyone says like oh but your restaurant this and that and the other thing you're like the pyramids got a star okay yeah, somebody yeah, complained exactly. about the fucking pyramids you're doing okay. <laughs> what do you want for five stars? You want to take us take you in the back and suck your dick? <laughs> well, now that you mentioned it. Jam. So, how did you manage the 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 hostility, or was there any with back of house? I got along pretty well with them, but they just make really passive aggressive comments all the time, and okay. you're just not allowed to touch your money around them. You don't you don't count your money around them. It's just like there's like certain logistics that you understand, but like I don't like you know I do feel for them. I do think they should get more money, but like. Um, they should adjust the system. Like, like I think no one understands how taxed waiters get. You know, I've worked in the service industry so long. There was a time where we got away with murder. It's true. It's no lie. Yeah. But now we don't. Like, well, I, like they don't. You know, the, the, it's it's seven percent taxed off your sales every single week. So there's like no getting away with it right now. Like if you leave me a ten percent on on your bill, then I have to tip out at least three to four percent of that. That leaves me with 7% that I'm paying out to the government. I literally walked away with no more than my hourly wage on your table. If mm. you leave me 10%. You leave me 15%, you just made my my hourly wage feasible. You know what I mean? Like now it's feasible. I tipped out. I made a little bit more than the shitty waiter hourly wage that exists. because right. it's which is based on the fact that you're going to get tips. Exactly. Is the promise. So, so then like, so like you, like literally if you want to tip a waiter, like quote unquote tip a waiter, you got at least 20%. And that's like known in the states. Here, it's not really known, you know. So if you if you walk with a steady fifteen, the problem is, is like, like I'm a salesperson. This is the way I'm, I'm like I'm bred, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's like I always looked at it as like a fifteen percent commission or a twenty percent commission, and not not everyone looks at it that way. So just uh, uh, doing the French thing uh, and 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 adding it to the bill without any sort of conversation would that solve the problem? Doing the what? The way the French do it, right? Like where it's just like the tip is just charged. Like you, they don't. There's no discussion of whether you want to. It's included. Fork. It's yeah. not optional. You don't. For, they don't ask you if you want to fork over the fifteen. Yeah. No. I probably obviously it'd be, it'd be easier to know that like whatever. Like the system now is just so crazy to think that the government's guaranteed taking seven percent of your sales, but no one's forcing anyone to leave any money on top of their bill. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. There's no me. actual force. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. rule that says. You have to leave me any money, and but there is a rule that says I have to pay seven percent of that bill. Yeah. Like, how does that even make sense? Like, I always, I get, I get obsessed with it because I don't actually understand how it could be law. Because if it's not law to leave the tip, how could it be law to tax the tip? It just doesn't make that sense. That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. And then the moment you step out of Canada, you go to another country. It's like it's a whole other world, right? Like I remember tipping in in London, and the girl just kind of looked, gave me a look, like. She's sort of like confused because yeah. I don't look like I'm well yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's a well to do thing. It's a it's it's like a power move to leave a tip in a place like that. You, you you just lived that in Portugal, didn't you? Yeah, in Portugal, like they don't tip at all. Like that's like it's not a concept. No, we gave we gave twenty percent, 
And then the guy came when he comes back. He's like, "Yeah, you gave me too much money." <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "No, no, that's for you." And he looked like he won the lottery. He's like, "I don't know what to say." Yeah, <laughs> I brought my wife <laughs> and crazy. my kids. <laughs> we are brothers now. <laughs> that's crazy. He cuts his head. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah, I'm forever indebted. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and uh, we, were, we were there with the local. And I was like, "Okay, well, how does how does it work? Like, you guys don't tip, so do they just get paid better? Because like back home." We have to like, kind of explain like we, we they get paid the, like the hourly wage is lower if you're gonna make tips. He's like, no, they just make shit. <laughs> they just make shitty wage. We're, we 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 eat shit. This is a, this is the way of things. Yeah, we live in the most beautiful place in the world, but we we make nothing. Yeah, yeah. So apparently they got it way worse in Portugal. No, but the, the, it's so strange how culturally these this etiquette was like just like there's no consensus on this. Well, we can get no. we get we, we we got time zones down. We've got like packs of non-aggression. <laughs> we got all these other things figured out. No landmines, okay. Yeah. Uh, no children working, but we can't figure out fucking tips. Yeah. We can't figure it out. Um, uh, an acquaintance of mine went to India at some point, and um, uh, he, someone told him before he left that he should, if he wants a leather jacket, that's the place because he could get it on the cheap. And he went into some small shop. Uh, it was like right out of uh, like Gremlins or something. Like there's like five kids in the back sewing. Right. Pops is in the front front of the house. And he's like, okay, well, he shows him this picture of this coat that he wants. And he's like, no problem, my friend. We'll do it for you. Very nice. Okay. And he left them $100 as a kind of like deposit, right? Because that's just the way he does business. And like he just put down this C note and they just like, they froze. They, they almost all started crying. And it, but he didn't notice because he's just like, all right, see you tomorrow. The next day, the guy, something like six hours later, the coat was ready. Right. And he, he 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 got on his moped and he like rode across uh, Bombay to bring it to his hotel room. And he's like waiting outside, like shivering <laughs> with the with the bag. And he's paying like something like 30 percent of what it would cost out here. Right. For sure. And he's putting down the money and the guy's like weeping. He's telling him how he's going to be able to feed his family and he'll be able to send money to his 800 cousins and. Da, 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 and here's your hundred dollars back and he's like no no dude that was part of the price like it was it just collapsed emotionally right oh my god and like it, he had to like hug him and hold him and like put him back on his moped and someone on his way so like just just it just like illustrates to you how crazy um like the, the how different things are right and meanwhile here is like i don't think he deserves 15 percent. he only filled my you know my glass once <laughs> there was only two cubes of two ice cubes in my glass how do you feel about it, Warren? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I mean, my Wi-Fi sucks. I complain about that every day. So, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend. You know, what I mean? like I don't like that's all. Be- like everything's beautiful, but I don't care about any of those people that you just told a story about. Like, uh, I mean, it's great that they exist <laughs> and that their lives are hard, but they don't matter to me even a little bit. You know, so yes. I just, like, I if in any conversation, I'll pretend to care about them. You know, like in a th- in theory, in theory, I care about them. You know what yes. I mean? In conversation, I, I care about them too. In, yeah. in theory. Do you guys know? Uh, <laughs> you ever hear about uh, what's it? Ger- Gerard uh, Gerard Carmichael. Do you know who he is? No, man. He's this comedian. He's a he's a comic. He has two HBO specials, and he is just so funny. And he talks about that idea about how like like support the troops, but um, but like I do like I support the troops in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like not like like I don't not in my life. You know I don't do anything right. to support the troops. You know. And he's like like if I worked at Subway. 
And they were like, throw me some extra cheese. Like, I wouldn't charge him the 25 cents. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the, like, I would support those, you know what I mean? But if he wants my seat on the, on my first, my first class seat on the airplane, there's no fucking way. It's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we have this conversation fairly often uh, yeah. about like uh, the ability to care. It's yeah. not even about whether you're a good person or not. We just have a threshold. Yeah. We mm. just cannot care more than a certain amount. I get that you're supposed to care. Like that's what I, you know, I, I get. I don't even know. Do we? No, because Why? I know how to, all I know is how to project myself towards people that the way they want to see me. Like that's how I built my entire life. So like, right. So that's how all I know how to react. That's why I always say like I hate people. I hate people. Uh-huh. I don't hate people as much as I hate myself <clears throat> around people because I'm a pleaser. I'm a yes man and I form towards them. So yeah. I'll just agree to things that I fucking don't agree with at all. You know what I mean? And I hate myself for nodding to like like Gilmore Girls is amazing. You know what I mean? Like I, I, like I hate myself for being like, yep. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I yeah. just... So I hate who I become around everybody because I just, I just don't become fight them. You. I just yeah. want to fight you on the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> it's not no, worth it. Because everybody talks like that you know, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Um, uh, I hate, I hate people. When I say I hate people, I think is what I hate is the the, the behaviors that are required of me around people that's in it. order to seem yeah, normal. That's right. That's, right. Hmm. that's exactly it. The, the, yeah. the, it's just the, the, like the cover charge pisses me off, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> this idea that I'm like, ugh, I'm at this thing. I guess I got to do this now. Otherwise. So I guess I, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yes, it's true. I, I, it is like that. But I do actually hate Like if you're wearing your like your school bag in the metro, like you should die. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is death penalty. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like just kill that person. Yeah. You know, so I hate I hate that person. And it has nothing to do with me. It just hates. It's like the way they were raised. Yeah. You know or I mean? the guy who leans against the bar in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. God so that nobody, damn that so guy. nobody can hold it. Yeah. Or Fuck. some, or someone who like stands in front of the doors the whole time. You know what I mean? As yeah. if like he's getting off right now, but he's not. He's not, he's not getting off. Or he like he's never hogs the. Off. He like the it it pulls in and he's there like yeah. like and he's, you're like I need to get out exactly. And he's like nope. Yeah. He's right there. <laughs> and then the little Chinese lady like cuts in like head first because she still has like a uh, uh, post-traumatic P- P- PTSD from from wherever she immigrated from. <laughs> That's where right. if you didn't That's right. like duck and run, then you weren't getting on that fucking oh, bus. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got fu- some elbows from some older, old ladies. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's PTSD, like man. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely PTSD. You can tell because that's what living a poor life does for you on the, in the long run. Like you know what I mean? Like you have to feel for these people. Like I'm already at a point where like I, I laughed at me when I was 20. I'm like look at this fucking 35 year old in the fucking metro. His life sucks. You know what I mean? Like, I am literally that guy now. You know what I mean? So so I'm like now I'm just hating on the next generation of like yeah. the next further level. Yeah. But it's just the fact is like there's no one on the metro who's happy with where their life is. There's not one person who's there at that moment being like. Killing it, you know. No one, no one's like <laughs> hashtag winning. No, everyone is literally just looking into space, and like it, it looks like everyone's just like looking back at their life, trying to figure out that moment that we all went Why? wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that exact I, pinpoint that moment where they where they led to this shit. Where yeah. it led to this fucking guy poking into your back with a stupid fucking school bag, <laughs> eating a fucking orange on the metro. What are you doing with the peel, you piece of shit? Where are you going to put the peel? Who you know? peels an orange on the metro? The fucking pieces point. of shit. Yeah. That's and Asians. <laughs> Those two demographics. Like, <laughs> that's. I was sitting. Over, yeah, uh, I was sitting on the metro one time, and I'm like, I'm like, I've never seen a really hot girl on the metro. That's probably not an accident. Like, like you know what I mean? The problem is, even if you have, it's just compared to what else is on the metro. So it's like, it's like beer goggles times. It's like metro goggles are times a million <laughs> because you're just looking for something to connect to over there. You just yeah. need something. No, but like I've never seen like 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 I've never seen like a sell your mother level uh, like hottie on the metro. 
And I, that goes for men too. I don't uh, think I've ever seen someone uh, preternaturally good-looking on the metro, and I don't think that's accidental. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I'm pretty fucking hot, so I, I'm on that shit all day long. No, no, just, I'm not talking about I'm us, just man. Sex bombing I'm, it up. You I'm know? talking about the 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 fucking the homo superior. <laughs> Right, I'm talking. I'll about say, I'll say, I fall in love on the metro a lot. Like, I'll just stare at a girl, you know. Like, right. I'll just catch myself staring like a creep, and like, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna jerk off to her later. You know, it's right. not like a big deal. I'm just trying to get a mental picture just to store for later. Yeah, it's true. So I can get like, a, I'm gonna find a girl on YouTube that looks like her, and I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm gonna jerk off to her. Jesus. There's nothing she could do about it. Like, that's just what's gonna happen. Could it be that people have dreams and hopes, but once they go down those stairs and they suck in that metro air, yeah, it'll, exactly, everyone it'll, just gets yeah. sort of lightheaded. That's why no one's smiling. Yeah. You ever try to smile on the metro? People look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> like they instantly oh, look yeah. like, "What the fuck's wrong with this guy?" Stop smiling. You're on yeah. the metro act appropriately. It's true. Because <laughs> I noticed, the, I noticed something when I went. Uh, I went to Dawson, and uh, one thing I noticed immediately is Dawson basically is an extension of the metro. Yeah, because it's it's connected right on it, right? <laughs> right. It's basically like it's got its mouth on the tailpipe, <laughs> the mouth of, yeah, right? Like that. So the and the windows don't open in, in Dawson, so the all of the air that's being sucked in is from the subway. And I noticed the par- like I noticed the correlation between the, well, the moods. I'll say that Dawson kids, da- Dawson kids are young. Okay, Dawson kids are young. They have every excuse to be around the metro. If you're over thirty years old and you yeah. take public transportation every day, I think it's fair to say that in like the last six months, you've thought about killing yourself. <laughs> it's like it's it's crossed your mind just for a moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just it's it's a fair assessment of human beings. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, do you ever do things for people on the metro? Do 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 you help out? Are you, the, are you are you a helper, Richard? Yeah, yeah. You? I I, I don't know, like a helper as much as like I just I I don't sit because I just don't because I feel guilt. You know what I mean? So anytime I'm sitting, I just feel like I'm on I'm like guarding the seat, you know, uh-huh, like for yeah. other people. But like you're just you, on high alert. Yeah, just it like feels like anybody. that. Yeah, and like yeah. I feel like I just hate anybody who's not get. You know, like those. Yeah. Are, oh, God. oh, I've done that. I do that. That's one of my specialties, actually. Uh, but hate I, from afar. Well, no. When there's only st- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when there's only standing room and a little old lady gets on or a pregnant lady and no one's getting up, I'll literally just gr- I'll I'll use that as a cue to like to to attack. Like a twenty-year-old. Yeah, yeah, no, I would. I, 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 I fantasize about doing it. I've never done. Oh, it, I do it I, all the time. I've thought about it for for every. I'm like next stop, next stop. I'm gonna tell this. It is. Next let stop. me tell you, Warren, is an a great experience because it's literally like there's no consequences because there's the initial grab by the arm, like, hey, buddy. Can you just get up for that lady over there and you right. say it really loud and then everyone goes, yeah. like everyone turns around. <laughs> yeah. And now if he doesn't get up, yeah, he's a he's, he's a, the asshole. Yeah. He's he hits levels like uh, this is another conversation we're having about. People who do a certain thing and you immediately need no further information about them. Yeah. No, that's fair. Right. But if he looked up at you and then was like, yeah, but you know what? She's not me. Then I just clap for him. I'm like, good, you know, good for you living your <laughs> you life get, like that. You're, you're going to fucking kill it. I'm going to be honest. Have you considered comedy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, exactly. you're going to kill it. You're going to do okay. Yeah. Um, my, my, my hallmark for, for instant asshole, as I like to call it, um, is the, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this, witnessed this, but the person pulling up to a red light opening their window and emptying the ashtray from the car. Like oh yeah. Outside. Yeah, Have you ever seen someone do that's that? A, that's a little bit of a piece of shitty. <laughs> like movie. lately. Yeah. yeah. Like, like in, like in 2017, exactly. you mean? Yeah. Eighties, nineties, yeah. yeah. uh, you know, it was still mm. like the, the, the years where like, okay, wait, environment. Sure. Okay. <laughs> but 2017, seeing someone do that, 
You have all the info. Well, I mean, I live my life according to comedians, obviously, because I quote them all the time. But Louis C.K. even says, like, this is not the environment. This is the garbage. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like we're just putting garbage on top of the garbage. If you go put it in the middle of the ocean, that's the environment. <laughs> Don't ruin the environment. This is, this the, is garbage. the garbage. Just that's put it on top of the garbage. You know what excellent, I mean? Excellent, excellent point. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I mean, like, but I do agree. I think like but like those assholes, red light assholes, like you know, you ever like you ever cross like, red like light waiting, assholes, yeah. waiting to cross a red light, like, like standing, just waiting. And like you've been waiting there for like, you know, 10 seconds. And then some guy walks out of nowhere and he just decides he's going to wait right in front of you. Like, like I'm, <laughs> like I'm going to walk so much faster than you anyways, dude. Yeah. I'm like, how do you fucking know how fast I'm going to walk? Just because I'm standing here? Yeah. You have momentum? You don't have momentum. You have to wait too. That is thing. a dick move. That is a dick move. And then like that guy gets in front of you and then comes the bicycle douche. Yeah. That starts doing that back yeah. and forth <laughs> roll yeah, yeah, no, on the corner. Yeah. And you're, you're praying for a garbage truck. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or what are those weird like uh, the, you know those weird weird trucks with like the weird German names on them like they just uh -huh. come out of nowhere they subcontract the city and like Duschel Dagenfurf and like you just want one of those fuckers to come out of the blue and just fucking steamroll that guy my people have never wanted a German truck to come out of nowhere <laughs> somehow it would be better <laughs> if it was a German truck yeah. or one of those uh, uh, um, what is it those uh, septic tank a sep yeah. uh, like uh, sucking trucks that just pull up next to a restaurant yeah. and go <laughs> like in your ear for like two hours and you're deafened and uh they're sucking out um poop, <laughs> poop. so how are we doing on time <laughs> are we good? good we're at 35 all right great so all right uh service industry uh you said business i heard you say business oh, i don't know what did i say business did you do business no i'm a, i'm a web designer now okay yeah and i make websites for a living um, uh -huh. and i hope to uh to switch that to comedy. That's cool. <laughs> One day, maybe. Okay. So you have a day job. I have a day job, yeah. 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 I'm full-time employed as a as a web developer and designer and SEO. I do it for um, <clears throat> hospitality industry mainly. So uh -huh. uh, I like help run like about 60 hotels around uh, Canada. And I'm boring myself talking about it right now. Me too. <laughs> 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 what, I wanted to, what I wanted to sort of... Uh, uh, the reason I brought this up is because I... I one of the most amazing things that I run into is when someone's like, yeah, you know, I was, uh, I was doing a, uh, I had a triple degree in this, uh, I, you know, I'm in a condo and, um, and I was like comedy and I just, you know, I burned all my belongings and now I'm doing comedy. I'm like, amazing, but what the fuck? Like, where did you, did, <laughs> what, what do you mean you burned all your belongings? Like, doing like people walking away from like a, like a, like a seven figure salary to yeah, do comedy. Like like oh no, that's, that's crazy. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Amar is crazy, but you have to understand, like, there's also happiness is, like, involved in your yeah, life. Yeah, you know but what I mean? mad like, respect. It's a, it's a big... No, first of all, no. No, for me, Amar gets none of my respect. Amar, I love Amar as a human being. He's an amazing guy. He's a fucking idiot. He's a fucking moron. He's a moron, okay? Because if you do just the math on how many sets you can do per day, you know, like, there's no reason to leave your job. Like, there's not even a way you can... Ma it's You're not maximizing anything. That's right. the point, you know? Like, if you were, I'd get it. Like, if you're just looking... He's just wanted to quit his job, and comedy was the excuse, you know? Oh, okay. And he's loving it, and I'm sure it was a great decision for him, but it was an excuse, you know? Right, I mean? it was a not necessary. Oh come on! There's that no was, way. Yeah, that's you, kind of what my point was. Put away a few, like a you know, like a few hundred grand over a few years with a like you know with a title like that. I mean, God, I only know what he tells me. First of all, let's just sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> I only know what he tells me. You know, like, he could have banged up any pinky ring and put it on. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yep, I was part of the ceremony. I'm not going to question it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, I mean, so uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is um, as I'm starting to get to know the comics around town and stuff. 
um, there's all of these sort of like Montreal is like this and Montreal is like that in terms of like crowds. Well, I don't have like a knowledge on, on the, on the comparison, you know, I hear a lot, a lot of people like to talk about that, but I mean, everyone needs an excuse for everything. So I think that's just what it's all based in. You know what I mean? It's just people based are, on excuses. I, th- I think so. I think a big part of it. I mean, I'm sure my, I'm sure Montreal fans, like Montreal audiences are just as, you know, they're great. You know, like we just have less Anglophones. It's a tougher True. industry when you're just less Anglophone. It's not an Anglophone city, so it's hard to get tons of Anglophone mics. But I think, you know, our mics do pretty well for what they're worth, you know, and uh, it's tough. You know, I think if you want to become huge in this city, you have to leave this city, you know? Like, there's not enough mics to practice as much as you want. That's true of actually almost everything. Yeah, well, I, I think you can... I think Montreal's the type of city where you want to come when you're, like, kind of seasoned a little bit. So maybe you can get on the, the two clubs we have and start doing weekends and start featuring, you know? Did, we Did I just have that? a stroke? Is that a digital stroke? Or no, is that... that was a phone interference. Yeah. <laughs> Sound that's, check. In like, in like 100 years from now, that's going to be the equivalent of, I smell burnt toast. <laughs> 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 that sound is what you're going to hear in your ear before your microchip <laughs> dies. <laughs> I hear a modem yeah, from exactly. the 90s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Anyways, yeah, I just think I think you need I think you just need more more time to get good. Like I think it takes two or three sets a night, you know, to get to the point where like your jokes make like are proven to make laughs. You know? Well, it makes sense especially if you have a kind of workflow where you hash out things live, right? Yeah, not e- not even that. I think a lot of laughs are all based on per number. You know, it's just a per number thing. It's like your jokes, if you ever want to do a special or if you want to like convince a club just to put you on when you're not a draw. So everyone who comes in there is going to be random, you know? So if you want to, if you want to know that your jokes are good, you need to tell them to that many people and get laughs from that many people to know. Because if you do it to thirty people at two different shows, it's still subjective to the show, to to how you did it at that night. You know, you don't know if the jokes are just just funny. You, you know, just like, don't know. Yeah, that you get, everybody gives. When I started, I gave myself way too much credit, and people around me gave me way too much credit. And then I learned after like a year, right at this point, pretty much, that I'm not half as funny as I ever thought I was, as anyone ever told me I was. Because in comparison to the people who are really funny, I'm just there's not there's not like there's no like I'm not that you know. Possibly, I mean, at the same time, we could have someone else here, and they could be saying that about you, you know, because for sure. But I don't think anyone doing this in in the first four years. Who I've met is at a point of just like, oh, you could do a special. I, I could watch you for forty five minutes. You right. know what I mean? Like I don't, I couldn't watch anyone I know in four years for forty five minutes. I could do it. But anyway, the point is, um, um, sorry, I <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. But uh, no, I don't, I don't at all have any sort of uh, conceit about it as well. Like I still don't, I barely consider myself a comic, uh, but I, I am fully engaged in in the the craft of it. But at the same time, it's. It's such a it's such a weird thing. It's like you 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 have to think about it, but you can't think about it too much. Well, it's, it's, there's two schools of thought, and I appreciate both. Like you can always call yourself a comic, but the bottom line is like, and to me, like calling yourself a comic is kind of turning it into like what you're doing. And if you're not getting paid consistently to do this, yeah. if people are not seeking you out for your talent for what you do, then I don't know that you really are that. You know, like I mean, you're a singer whether you do it or not, but at the same time. You know, you have a friend who's like uh, like 35 or 40 years old, and you're like, "What do you do?" And they're like, "I'm an artist," or like, "I'm a I, I'm a singer," and you're like, "Do you respect that when you like you know like like okay, but what do you do for a living?" And they're like, right. "Oh no, I work at a call center." And you're like, "Okay, so <laughs> you know what I mean?" Like, there's that thought yeah. process, and I don't want to be that with comedy. I'm trying my hardest. I'm doing tons of independent shows. I'm trying my best to improve the people who, to impress the people who run that shows and to get better every single time. I feel weird calling myself a comic. But uh, a lot of people would say that that's just me being self-conscious also. So you know? how do you... Sorry. A ahead. lot of the time people, when, when, they're, when they're asking you what you do, it's like, 
what's your day job? How do you pay your bills? Yeah. Kind of thing. Not yeah. like what's in your heart. Yeah, that's kind of how I. But I, I a couple. Right, just boring. But no, like, hundred percent. No, but it's not. It's not boring. It's just literally. It's pretty much. You know, that's what people are like. What do you do for food? You know, like it's what people yeah. have these do new for sayings food. that are just like more direct. That sounds you know? very like. That sounds almost pre, like probably the first way that we asked what's up. Right. was like what? Do, so what are you doing for food? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing uh, exactly. for food? I caught something. No, I don't know. Because I get in on that. Can I get in on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking hungry, man. I don't know. If, I don't know what it is though. I don't know what it is. I don't care. I want to eat it. I just like it's. It's got fur. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I hit it with a rock. You want some? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> I'm really hungry. Let's just do that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, apart from hashing things out on on, on stage and doing bits, like, uh, do you have a concept of how, what is how to tr- train, how to improve? Uh, I just think uh, I always say like I think it's just just doing it over and over again and feeling comfortable and like getting to a point where you're just uh, well, you're yourself, but you're telling really good jokes. You know, like I, I again, like I respect. Um, doing tons of crowd work. It's hard for me. It's not great. I'm pretty good with people, but for some reason on stage, I kind of freeze up a little bit. But I think quality jokes is really, you want to have a set that you just know you could go anywhere with and bang mm-hmm. out. Because like small clubs is great, but like if you ever do like an arena, you know what I mean, or a theater, you know what I mean? You're you're not, like like crowd work's much harder, you know? It's like- To a certain it's, degree, yeah. Like but you look at a guy like Sugar Sam who made his whole career really on 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 his crowd work. Like he does, he's been doing the same 45 minutes for- five years yeah but he every 10 minutes within his set he just goes to the crowd and he makes every experience original i've seen him twice and it's crazy that he does the exact same jokes over like two years that i saw russell peters has the same thing going on too yeah but russell like the difference is that that sugar sammy does it in one city right over and over and over again russell peters like moves around all over the states with it you know true but he's he's going to different audiences the 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 labels will change but what he's doing is effectively the same act right at the same time that's the act that he's being booked for right and at the same time i'm not taking anything like it's sugar sammy is amazing at it he's so good at it and it never loses its touch so i'm not going to throw away the idea that crowd work's really important but the bottom line is 45 minutes is strong as hell you know so it's also it's like it also builds off of that you know definitely that's why you need both of them so badly they're both completely different muscles that you have to constantly work out and for me i just like work off my life you know like that's i think the difference between an older comic and a younger comic younger comics often not always but often they reach outside of yeah they're they're looking for like what's the premise that i've never heard before you know what i mean i want to hear like what's a premise that no one's ever talked about well when you're older nothing's hacky because it's actually your life you know what i mean it's not hacky it's not a hacky concept because i'm literally Mm. telling you what happened to me so how could it be hacky it doesn't feel hacky well when you're young and trying to come up with things you're like everything's been told yeah yeah, I feel like the, especially in the in the second phase of a comic's life, there's also that uh, there's another pitfall that some of them fall into is they get uh, existential. Yeah. Right? So sure. they they trans tra- transition from actually having really funny observations about life that are experience given to like s- sometimes just like kind of looking off into the emptiness and they start going like <laughs> And don't uh, treat your first wife good. Don't don't let your <laughs> yeah, if yeah. she tells you that she's going to the country, don't let her go. Yeah. Don't let her go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you're just like, what the fuck happened? You just hold on with both hands. You <laughs> never let go. Never, never do it. <laughs> Tell her to stay. Where was I? Oh yeah, Care Bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a crazy it's a crazy game. But what you were saying about the arena is interesting because, um, at the same time, when it reaches that level, I find that then there's a buy-in already kind of from the beginning. Because sure. any, anyone coming to see an arena show, 
um, generally is already kind of bought into a certain degree. For sure, but you'll be opening. I mean, like opening for people. You know what I mean? All right, so, right, right. So like, for sure. I mean, there's this, that step first. So like, you go in like your Joe List opening for Louis C.K. You can imagine the pressure on Joe List going before Louis C.K. Like, yeah, they're all ready to laugh, but they're all ready to laugh at Louis C.K. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Joe's got a lot of pressure on him to come yeah, out there course. for 15 minutes. Yeah, this and is. Make uh, Madison Square Garden laugh, you know, and he's coming from the <laughs> cellar. You know what I mean? He's not. It's not like he's seasoned. <clears throat> yeah. Now this point was uh, was uh, made very very succinctly to me sometime in my teenage years, where for some reason I went to see the Rolling Stones, who I don't like. I think it was a girl. Yeah, a girl had tickets. I went to Rolling Stones Voodoo Lounge tour. Who I don't like. You have balls, buddy. <laughs> Why would you footnote that? But go ahead. I fucking, I fucking hate the Stones. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm there sitting next to a, a bunch of people my parents' age. They're all smoking weed, whatever. And everyone's waiting for the Stones. I mean, I don't like the Stones, but... Say two, it again. Say it fucking again. I don't like the fucking Rolling Stones. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck the Rolling Stones. But the other 200,000 people did not agree with that, right? So they were clearly very excited. And... Uh, who opens for them but the spin doctors? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my, is that a, if you want to be exactly? Yeah. Can you imagine? In the Wait, do you much, like them more or less than, <laughs> than the Rolling Stones? They don't get a like. They don't. They deserve a like <laughs> or a great. dislike. Do you understand? Like, yeah. they don't get. They deserve the rating process. They don't okay. get in there. I just need some context. No, cool. they're not in the building. The security is <laughs> throwing them out. That's but so funny. I'll never. F- drive that image out of my head of the the, the the fucking Montreal Stadium. You know how wide and empty and desolate it is. Yeah. And it's it's getting ready for the stones to fucking tear down the sky. Yeah, <laughs> right? And out come the fucking Spig Doctors oh my God, to do hilarious. the two songs people have heard on the radio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that guy was just like doing his little like <laughs> running man thing. Yeah. And he had his stupid hat on. Right. It's like Lou Bega being like... All right, M- Mambo number five. Again, again, guys. Again, we're gonna do Mambo number five again. That's right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Backed by the Mose Eisley band or whatever. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it was, nope. it was, it's literally, no, it can't be easy. But at the same time, like, um, it's going to be liberating at the same time. No, I get it. You hate the Stones. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand the, the moral the title story. of this episode, by the way, is <laughs> Fuck the Rolling Stones. <laughs> but that's, that's my, really my greater point. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> I'll take care of the check. You guys can get the tip. Should be about a buck a piece. And you, when I come back, I want my book. Sorry, it's my book now. Hey, I changed my mind. Shoot this piece of shit, will you? <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you know, that's just not a thing. Yeah, Tinder is way more appealing to people who aren't on Tinder. They just want to just want to play the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. They want to yeah. see what they're worth on yeah. the market. Yeah, they want to get their market share. No, they'll, they'll, they'll pay yeah, that's your exactly app, what it right? is. It does. It gives you your market share, and it's yeah. not. It was not good for. It's not, <laughs> it's not it good not, for most yeah. people. I think. Everyone's like, "Oh, Tinder's great." I'm like, it is great if you want to be rejected twenty four seven all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're <laughs> constantly being rejected by everyone in the world. I don't know if it's my area, but there's this fucking rock climbing thing with the chicks in my area. They're all Every rock third picture is them fucking rappelling or <laughs> or or rock climbing somewhere. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> Then every like twenty or twenty fifth picture is them with a tiger somewhere. Yeah, there's They're a lot of there's, there's a lot a tiger. of tigers. Yeah. yeah, but the repelling thing is out of control. Yeah, there's just so much repelling going on, so much camping, so much canoeing, and I'm like, 
do these girls know what the message they're sending? You know, like if it's like picture one. I'm high maintenance. Exactly. (laughs) Picture one, repelling. (laughs) Picture two, canoeing. Picture three, hiking in the Himalayas. Picture four, at a at a ritzy place, eating some little square plate fucking thing. And you're like, this all this is like expenses, expenses, expenses. Yeah. That's all I'm I'm reading. And you're gonna out of make this. me exercise outside of the bedroom. You're gonna make me you? go places. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't want to have to leave the house. What is this? Yeah, yeah. And then I just I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just weird. Weird, weird instrument. Yeah, you just want to see a picture of them crying in the bathtub with a glass of white wine. <laughs> that's <laughs> like my girl. That's my girl right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear someone's playing my song. <laughs> yeah, dating's weird, man. Dating's weird. I don't even know what's going on out there. I mean, like, I, like, like, like you. I was in the game for like 15 years. Yeah. And when I went in, there was nothing like this going on, like this right. kind of swiping. Uh, you were in a relationship for 15 years. 15 years. Oh man. wow, that's a long time. Yeah. So. So I don't even like I I don't even want to start. I just like I look out there and it's like it's such so weird. Yeah, just it's it's hard to believe. I find for me it's hard to believe I ever found someone that I could tolerate so much. Yeah, I really just don't understand how it got that far. Like I don't understand how I shared my bed for seven years. Like all those things. Like it's it is crazy. It is a it is a crazy adjustment. You know. Yeah. And, and then uh, starting that again. It's it seems crazy. It really doesn't seem it seems impossible almost. Yeah, and it's hard d- to have the faith. Also, it's, uh, you break like your faith breaks in the idea <laughs> of like forever and all those bullshit terms mm. that uh, poets created in the God knows what year. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is another layer that you share, another layer of of beliefs and ideals that you have to shed in your thirties. That that is like a brutal awakening. Well, uh, I think it, I think it, you get a rebirth in like in like your late thirties or in your thirties because you're like, well, now forever's not so long. <laughs> forever's a lot shorter than it was in my twenties. So, that's right. uh, so now maybe I can maybe I can handle that. Also, everyone like like we all start you know kind of sloping down the hill and uh, right. and then you know that you're not going to be attracting <laughs> the cream the crop forever. Possibly. It's, there's this joke that someone <laughs> talks about like how like this idea that like the reason I didn't get married when I was younger is because I knew that I could do better when I was older. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I knew that like like where I was in my life in my twenties, like and how much money I had and all those things, like the, the quality of girl I could get. Delayed compared, arrogance. Yeah, if I just waited <laughs> till I was thirty, had more money, more confidence, and everything, I'd get a hotter girl. Like sure, the twenty would be okay. Like it's someone's I forget whose joke it is, but it's really it's true. I I think there was a moment when I felt like that. I've got a buddy who says that. Sharps. Sharps. Love you, Ben. <laughs> he's, like, he's like the the girl I'm gonna be with, and I'm 60. Hasn't been born yet. He's like he's Jesus doing the Christ. math, you know, and like when what her That's, birthday it's gonna if be. If you knew this guy, he literally he's done the math. <laughs> Does he crush though? Like he I, crushes. Oh, okay. Yeah, if they crush, it's a whole other story. He it's crushes. Like, he's got it going on. He he crushes in the in in a spectacular way. Well, that's the thing. If you're crushing, like I, it's a whole other life. Like I I do all right, you know, but I don't I don't crush. You know, it's not like you know what I mean. But I don't even know what that means. Doing all right. That means multiple dates or. It means no. It means like really, you get what you want. Like that's what the crushing uh, is. Like it's like mm-hmm. the idea that literally when you want it, you you can get it. So like if you have that ability, I'm like oh, good on you. Okay, so like you you have it down to a system now. You're going on a date. You have it down to a. To no, I don't like so the Tinder thing. Like I mean, like I so Bumble. I do all right on Bumble for some reason. Bumble attracts more. I don't know when girls have more power for some reason. They they they'll swipe more. And is that a is that a Bumble? Fee? I don't I don't know Bumble. What's Bumble, Bumble is just, like the girls choose. Oh. They, yeah, exactly. they initiate the contact. Interesting. Yeah. So you don't have to come up with anything. You know when they swipe and when they message you. They're like, you know, they're interested. You know, you don't have to like try to like. <laughs> you downloading it? Is right? that one B? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. I think it's three Bs. Yeah. Three Bs. Um, <laughs> okay. So it, you just basically uh, there's a there's a French one because uh, I have a client. Uh, I have a couple of French clients, and 
when we brought up uh, the dating apps and stuff to like, oh, it's like uh, shopping for a mech or something like that. I'm like, what? And then they show me the French version of Bumble Tinder and it's the logo is literally like a bathroom figurine of a woman with a shopping cart and with like a guy like falling into it. <laughs> and the, their marketing, like you would love it from a web designer's perspective and yeah. the marketing, it's, it's top notch, right? Mm. What they have is uh, they'll have like uh, 50% off on beard beards this week. And then they'll like push up all the profiles That's with like hilarious. bearded dudes. That's hilarious. Then they'll do do tattooed guys, bad boys, the next week. Oh, then they'll funny. do like the the doc, the longshoreman thing next week. Oh man, I can't wait till they do small dicks. I'm gonna kill it that week. <laughs> Hello, customer service. <laughs> do you think that one does well? When is the short oh, yeah. dick coming? Yeah, exactly. um, yeah, sure. Because yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel like yeah, but I don't know, man. Like. Uh, What's it like out there, man? Like, what's it like out there? <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you mean. But what I are guess the conversations? I think, I, okay, again, so I, I'm at the point now where, like, when you have to meet someone randomly, like, again, I'm just going to say whatever she wants to hear on that first date. You uh -huh. know? So it's, like, such a bullshit... It's just a bullshit moment. I like to I like to go on dates with people that I've met. Like, you know, it's tough, like, comedy. I don't want to, like, you know, like, you don't want to, like... What do they say? Uh, do your bits? <laughs> no, they no. I'm saying like you don't want to like you meet a lot of great people through comedy, and you don't want to. They say you don't want to shit where you eat or you know, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like you know, I meet a lot of people. Like you know, you meet people in the audience, and you meet people just going out a lot more. I go out more since doing comedy than I ever have in my life. You know, kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always out, and uh, it's a great excuse to just be wasted all the time. And uh, <laughs> but uh, but I meet you know like I meet people there, and then it becomes more fun. It's just more fun to go out with someone who you know you have something with instead of like going out the date with someone like yeah. I'd fuck you but like is there any chemistry there i don't know like I don't know. Is, so are there comedy groupies are there, are there no no there's no 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 comedy groupies but i've definitely met people at comedy shows who are like you know if i don't do any of my gross stuff they're like oh that was funny you know and and i just i think people get attracted to people who are in control of the room you know i don't know there's something that's about true that. mm. that's true sometimes, um sometimes i'm not so you do uh, uh, comedy abroad with uh, John Selig, right? Yeah, I help him with that show. Uh, it's been he's been running it for like five years now, and it's a, it's just a great venue and it's a great room. And what was the name of that guy that closed the show last time? On that on that last Sunday, I think Chris Gordon was there when you were there, right? The 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 redhead dude with the yellow shirt. Yeah, the very loud. He's very very. Yeah. he's hilarious. Yeah, Chris Gordon. He uh, he did a weekend at the Comedy Works, and he he came for a, to do the show at Sunday. We're lucky to have him. It was a super treat to see him. Yeah, he is a ball of energy. To say the least. It was like a wake up call for me because yeah. uh, I, I was like, this guy, you can smell like seasoned on him. Yeah, I mean, like again, it's all it's all about like he he just he has a mad stick. You know what I mean? Like he comes up there and just commands everything that happening uh, and he's amazing it's uh, very different than the type of comedy i could ever see myself doing or right, i've seen in montreal period yeah exactly but just the ability to to just again get everyone's attention to command the room like that is something that takes a really long time to get to and he's from calgary and that's why you know i was thinking about calgary <laughs> i was like oh i guess there's a comedy scene in calgary if they breed well you know. he certainly has like uh what i think i liked about him is that that he had like this um physicality he kept you guessing but like the second he just like walked in, he was like, I don't care who's in the room. You're yeah. welcome to my thing. Yeah, he was ready to go. Yeah. And I feel like that's a hallmark of a of like a next level comedian when you're kind of coming in and you're like, this is the orange show now. So yeah. get on that vibe. You know right. what it is. That would be nice. Yeah. One yeah, day. You could see yourself doing that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have confidence in myself that I can get there. I just um, 
it's just a very it's been a very roller coaster ride so far it's like one day i'm like this is exactly what i meant for and the next day i'm like what the fuck <laughs> are you doing you know like it's it's that sounds like the right place mentally to be i think it should always be it should be scary i think it should maintain its scariness you yeah. know i think that's that's an important feeling to have when you're doing something you really like and you care yeah. about you know you're De- worried about definitely. the results and that's healthy yeah i mean uh, i've i look at some of the there's nothing sort of sadder to me than to see someone who was like a like a beast like a like a destroyer of worlds level com- com- comedian and then you get the sense they've kind of lost that hunger or they've kind of lost that 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 connection tough yeah tough biz and uh like you know you're like obviously they're, they're gonna be okay right like financially mm-hmm. but at this point it really seems like they're phoning in the sets they're phoning in the specials um or it's even crueler when you like uh, was it Maz Jobrani? That I was watching where his first special was fucking like like a nuclear bomb. It was like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second one, it almost felt like there were people off the sort of side holding a gun to him to be like, more of that fucking shit that you well, did. Well for last sure. Time. I mean, we we all can't be the Rolling Stones every album, right? <laughs> That's true. We can't we can't, all, we can't all put out hits after hits after hits after hits after hits after hits and please everybody with a normal brain. And never right? go away. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. We're not all the best of that. all time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, like, again, it's, uh, but, uh, you know, it's for a bad album that you wait for the third one and the third one's good, you know, like you're allowed to go up and down. You think like you look at some comedians like a Louie, like if Louie would have been putting out this many specials since he like was in his 30s, he'd literally have like there'd be like 40 DVDs of Louis C.K. specials, yeah. you know, because yeah. he's added like two a year, you know, he has like one, like at least one a year. But he had to like get to that point, right? Of course, it took years he- and years, but he got paid well before he got to that point like you keep in mind he was a he was a writer in hollywood mm-hmm. for yeah. some great shows like he was making what anybody i know in the scene would kill to have for doing this you know what i mean whether writing comedy whether performing comedy that's all we're all trying to get to is like a payday you know uh-huh. that's what's so creepy about comedy in general is anybody you look like every step you want to get to that person's depressed you know what I mean? <laughs> and not happy with where they are in the comedy right. scene you know like i'm just a writer for exactly the, for for like the late show whatever just... like it's just like right now my only goal is to get opening spots at both clubs in the city you know like that's right. where i want to be i want to be in the city where both of those clubs are inviting me to do open spots for for comedians to come in and just that if you meet anyone who's just doing open spots in the city they literally think they suck you know like so it's like every everybody you're aspiring to get to is like literally miserable about it so it's like wow this is it's like it's like it's like if you're excited about getting married and you talk to a bunch of people who are already married you know like they're not going to make it sound guys i think i'm going to do it yeah exactly why they're all going to be like you know like yeah yeah you do yeah yeah Yeah, (laughs) maybe they won't shit on it but they'll be like they won't they won't they'll feel awful supporting (laughs) and you just be like is this yeah this is what i'm going for like because nobody makes marriage sound exciting they make it sound good you know right so us have you ever been that down that way I did a well. I was I was in Vegas uh, recently for a conference of work, and I managed to like do like four or five sets while I was Shit. there. Tell me about Vegas, man. Vegas was brutal. It was the worst experience of my life. Because like every mic that I did was like an open mic, <laughs> uh-huh. and like just like a there's just, and there's just like there's slot machines in every in room. casino. Yeah, like but like, not just casino. Every bar is a casino. The, the right. Casino, casino is not even a word there. They it's attach just, bars it's to just, casinos. Is, is it? Is it res- is it a commercial building that it has slot machines in it? Casinos shouldn't even be a word there, right. you know. It's so yeah. everyone's just like pumping quarters, not paying attention. So it's pretty brutal. And I even thought maybe I could make the comics laugh. They were not like they were just not like 
You know, it was just, it was actually all around pretty, pretty uh, harsh experience for me. Okay. And it was like coming off of like my, like, you know, I was only doing comedy for a little bit and then I came in and I was like, I was like, oh, I was doing a right here. So I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, these guys will laugh and it wasn't uh, hoop. Like, hoop. like straight up, like there's people just with their backs to you, like pumping the fucking one arm. Yeah, uh, yeah, or like or like just not even back. All you see is their hand just reaching out the side, you know, like <laughs> pumping the lever, and it's just like, oh my god, this is uh, this is brutal. What am I doing? And I'm like sitting here talking about like the real actual, because I talk about my actual life, you know. So like, all stories, if they're not completely true, have a lot of hint of truth. So like, when you're bombing and telling actual stories about your life, that's when you wonder like, what the, what, what am I actually doing right now? You know, like, <laughs> I, they, I actually hate me. Yeah, they hate <laughs> you me. Hate, you hate my life. And not I'm my just, jokes. And I'm just literally like telling my life to a bunch of drunk people. Who don't care like you know it's, mm. it's so intense i was gonna say like i can't think of a more um desolate crowd than uh gamblers such a sad place yeah i mean but there's tons of like i'm sure if you do actual venues where people come to see shows and i'm sure vegas is amazing right just, yeah I'm because it's there. got that entertainment side right yeah. so then you have like the couples and the families or whatever going to the cabaret yeah. or whatever the fuck the, yeah. the, the event they they're here for Celine Dion, but they're gonna take in the That's show. That's the thing is, is like I imagine like it's hard. Like again, I, I'm not commenting on the Vegas open mic scene because I didn't really get a huge taste mm -hmm. of it. I was only there for, for a certain amount of time, but it, imagine it's hard to you know like Vegas is like the spec like it's just spectacle everywhere. Like how do you get people at an open mic? You know like how yeah. do you get people? You get locals, I guess. Like let's see, like how else? Mm -hmm. I get a bunch of people coming into Vegas to go to some <laughs> shitty bar open mic. Like, it's just so stupid. Did you see? You must have seen some other guys go on that were locals. Yeah, I saw some funny. There was there were a few funny guys, a few younger guys that you can tell, and you're just like jealous because they're in the states. Like this is like the like you know they just move from state to state and like mm. it's just amazing. It's the mecca. Know? Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's another world, and I wish I could fucking just go to the states and try a way to make work there. Yeah, man, that, that that's crazy. Like I, I I you listen to a lot of podcasts. You said. Yeah, you know? I'm a big uh, I'm a big podcaster. I'm a big fan of Joe List and uh, Mark Norman's Tuesdays with Stories, which is just like the great chronicle like chronicles of two comedians in New York. And their rise, you know, it's mm -hmm. a it's a great listen. You listen to Burr? Yeah, I listen to Burr just talk his face off. Yeah, I, I, Burr is like not even a podcast; it's just some guy going crazy. That's literally what I feel like <laughs> listening to Burr is. Good morning. <laughs> like yeah. it's just, he's just and and I, I just his wife is just getting on my nerves. <laughs> She's the, every time the, he's like, grab a mic. I'm like, don't fucking no, don't. Not like, her. Just don't. No. Yeah, I don't grab a mic. Nobody. But, wants but you to totally hear. get that dynamic, right? Like that. That's the only kind of woman. Like like there's no white woman on earth that could that could keep up with him in terms of sass. Like he needed a sassy black woman to put up with that shit. I suppose. Yeah. Because that's good point because because uh, to, to to a black woman american black woman like what he what he's doing is like it's like level one it's, yeah, not, it's not even it's getting true. on her nerves you're like get the fuck out of here like that's kind of thing but um yeah no but i listen to a lot of his uh podcast when i'm particularly interested in i mean it is such a interesting place the u.s for the the the, the how it, it's not really a country it's a collection of tribes right and then like they all have like they're they're, they're nominally american but you go over here, you're like six hours over. They're just like, they're not going to give you anything if you go over here. Right. But, you know, and then the, the fearlessness, like seeing a guy like Burr, like when he even addresses that on stage about like, you know, uh, his whole bit about the buying, a, buying a gun. Yeah. And he even makes a joke of it, how like whenever he brings up the fact that he bought a 22, uh, if he goes to the southern states, it's like, you fucking pussy, right? But yeah. up in, like, New York or whatever, they'll be like, oh, what for? Yeah. Like, that's just, like, gun just leads to violence. And <laughs> to be able to, like, essentially go to a bunch of different countries, because really that's how it is, right? So you go from the east coast to west coast. Like, you're just going through different countries uh, with, with with whatever the settlers that, that landed there fostered as a, as, a, as a set of values and stuff. And 
that challenge sounds amazing. It definitely would be. And you can just like just, just zigzag through the country and try different things. And Yeah, you just can like you just can move. You can just uproot so uh, to such interesting places so quickly. That's what's cool about the States. You know, here yeah. it's like you have provinces and like there's just a lot you're not going to go to. You know what I mean? And there's yeah. others that are just like, isn't this just going to be the same thing? You know, Toronto. I'm like, that's but who fucking cares about Toronto? Nobody cares. Have you worked out there at all? Toronto? Yeah. No, I've done, I, you know, I've been there for, for work, but like I don't, uh, no, I've never been to Toronto. It just lacks character to me. You know, like that's my thing when I'm in Toronto. I love Montreal. It's just small. It's so perfectly sized, but it's also so like, so urban, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I, I like city. I'm a city guy, you know? Yeah, me too. I think that's like the idea of being a comic is like I couldn't imagine at this point even being at a place where I couldn't grab a mic, you know, often and just like say how I feel. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean, just like when looking for jobs, Toronto is and um, envious of Toronto as far as like I know that there's people working on the same level as us, if I may say such a yeah. thing, and they'll be like, they'll be like, oh, I'm doing these twelve dates this month, yeah. right? And like you know, that's not something that is even possible in Montreal. Yeah, no, and they do three; they all do three open mics a night. Like where we'll yeah. try, like you know, like I have to get in whatever I can, and it's tough. It's uh, like I would, uh, I don't know. What would you, as a as a producer, from a more producer level, from more of a, a showmaker rather than a show, um, uh, you know, like performer, what do you think the city needs in terms of comedy? What would, what 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 could benefit the city if you if you can think of anything? Just more white male comics, probably uh-huh. just <laughs> just as many cisgender male comics, uh, more as dick possible. jokes. Yeah, just like a concentration on that would probably really excel us and, and bring us <laughs> to the next level. No, you know, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. I think if some way we can believe, we just need more talent to come into the city to make Montreal feel more of a place to go out for comedy. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. We have a one-a-year event where it's like you leave the city to go see comedy that one time a year, and then nobody else goes out the rest. And like, there's got to be a way to bleed that out. And we don't get any big talents. You know, like we get some. Like Joe List was here last weekend at The Nest, and he was pretty much – one of the biggest names that have come in here, and you know, like there's a, there's a lot of great names. Isn't that crazy though, with with JFL being like from that's what here? I mean. Like it's just it's just nuts that like even if like Louis came in for like the the weekend like to do some crazy to do the Bell Center, it's like if he was in a lot of other cities, he'd go hit up those open mics. You know, I don't know that he'd show up at like the Nest late. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like mm-hmm. the Works late to do a set. I don't. Maybe he would. I'm not trying to shit on either of those clubs. I'm just saying. That I don't think it's their fault. I think it's just hard to get the talent in. I'm it's not, not happening. Yeah, I think I think it's just hard to convince the the talent to come here. Um, and the audience is weird too. I was at that Joe List uh, show. Yeah. Um, oh, you were there. Yeah. 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 yeah I was there for the ten thirty yeah. show on Friday. I was there on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, it was. Like, they weren't great. They were. He yeah. was funny, but they were great. Fu- and yeah, he read, yeah. But he he's a very big crowd reader. Like he's very self conscious yeah. and he has anxiety, and it comes out on stage. Like it you know, does, yeah. if he doesn't think that they're thinking he's funny, it just comes out right away. And I love mm-hmm. that about him. It's just so honest, you know. Right. He's gonna do his material. The guy literally has opened up for Louis C.K. in Madison Square Garden just like months ago, and now he's at the yeah. Nets just looking at these people. Like they still <laughs> affect him. They completely. didn't want to give him anything. It was kind of lukewarm, at least for that show. I don't know. If yeah, no, just... Saturday Late Show also was a bit lukewarm. Like, I think he was doing well. He didn't think he was doing well at all. Like, yeah. you know, and he was being very, like, oh, thank you for people who think I'm funny. You know, like, right. like all night long, just kind of like. A lot of that. Yeah. And, like, he was really just. It's weird. I, I, I think one one of the last times I, because I, I like to watch the other comics. Yeah. Like, I, I like to really, I don't just go in there and, you know, put my dick in the mic and then fucking get out. You it's know, like, I like, I like to watch. I like to watch. Never do that. No, yeah. don't put no. your Definitely. dick in the mic. No. Lesson one. Yeah. <laughs> do not put your dick in the mic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and, and I, I was like, I think people in Montreal, at least in the Anglo uh, scene that I've seen, I think 
they like to listen to people talk, but they don't necessarily. You mean the audience? Are you talking about the, the audience? audience? Yeah, I think they like they they really enjoy the shows, but like the re- la- reward with laughter thing, I think that dynamic is not necessarily. But are you talking obvious. about like are you talking about like open like open mics, or are you talking about actual shows? Well, I, I've I've seen a couple of actual shows. Like I haven't seen any weekend shows, yeah. so th- th- I can't speak on that. I've seen yeah, open so weekend, mics. weekend shows seen... is a big difference though, because like weekend shows are those paid cl- those people who are literally paying. Yeah. For this night, maybe it was planned. There's you know a what babysitter, I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a big difference uh-huh. than like someone coming to open mic who has no idea. You know what I mean? Like, so the, just, the buy-in is much. much yeah, higher. it's completely different. Like, like open micers are usually there to support one person, so it's hard to make. You know, everyone else is kind of just like you know, and we're all struggling. Like, we're all starting, so none of us are killing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a uh, it's tough. Like, man, at the, at the comedy works is an amazing open mic. Such a great event. Such a great venue for people to come out and try their jokes. But I mean, push comes to show. It's to talk about twenty comics. You know what I mean? All mm. doing five minutes. Like that's a long night. You long know, it's night, a yeah. long night. And it's a lot to dedicate to yourself, uh, and to ask for people. You know, like you're you're new. I see you're still getting a lot of your friends to come along. You see where those people are in like three months, four months from now, when you're still asking them to come. You're still doing the same jokes, and they're like, I've literally seen those open mics a million times. They're long, and I've heard you tell those jokes, and they're not going to want to come as much, you know. And right. then you're going to have to really pick and choose when you get them to come out and see you, you know. But yeah. at first, I was just, I, I had so many friends at so many open mics in my beginning, and then wow, did that fade fast, you know? Interesting. But I mean, there's a certain key, like you know, if any, I was going to give you any advice, is like reserve all your friends and only invite them to the Comedy Works open mics. Because the comedy work open mics is a voting system where if you win three, you get a weekend. And that weekend's worth a lot. You learn a lot. You get five sets, one Thursday, two Saturday, two Friday, two Saturday. You learn so much about comedy just doing set after set after set and like just feeling audiences. And that is the only place you really want to bring your friends because it's worth so much. The Nest also pays attention to who comes. They ask people when they walk in, like, are you here to see anybody? And if they say your name, they'll remember and it'll come into it'll come in handy when they book you again. But it doesn't pay for a weekend spot. Weekend right. spots are impossible to get as a new comic. Comedy Works makes it available to you, you know? Right. Oh, okay, that's interesting. That's good feedback. No, that's... Uh, that's to, be, to, to be fair, though... Um, uh, you won that before, though, didn't you? Yeah. I yeah. won the I won the, actually the first time I went up, but that was just like a fluke. Like it just it just it just not a fluke, like the entire you were, audience was was your people. Well, there was there was a lot, but to be fair, there wasn't. It wasn't if just have, my if you people. have four or five people that are there. Like and then, again, like I also at times where I think I was really good, but I did. Even if you bring three or four people, your odds to win are like are a, pretty good. Yeah. Are pretty much amazing. And again, they don't care. They want. They don't care that that's the reason. They will literally give you the weekend, and that's fine. I'm not like the point is it's a learning experience. Right, you can't get anywhere else. That's kind of what I'm I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah. that's what, and that's what it's worth. Like you know, like uh, granted, like any asshole could bring a bunch of people. I'm not saying like put it on, put a trophy on your wall, you know, for the weekend, but learn from it because it's the best experience you'll get here from paid. Yeah, access is definitely the 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 struggle. Crazy, yeah. Access is a struggle, and I, uh, as much as uh, it's difficult, I don't blame at all the the various. Um, venues and stuff for, for, for not being easy to get into. I mean, like, that's just, just a thing. Well, there's a million emails there, probably. I imagine how many emails they have to go through. I can't through. imagine. Oh, my God, yeah. it's gross. There's, every week, there's got to be, like, like 20, 30 assholes who are like, you know what? I think I'm going to try comedy this week, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. that, that they got to field that, and they got to, you know. And then like, it's also us asking every single week, and then they have to figure out, okay, like, he was on three weeks ago. I can't, yeah. you know? No, that, it's a chore. It can't, yeah. it can't be easy. But uh, uh, I think one thing that I've tried to do um, is like I invite people out, but 
I've, I've tried to really send that message to, to my people that like, it's not my like, people. <laughs> yeah. My, peep. my, Hola, peeps. my people. I've tried to send out that <laughs> message to that, that it's, it's not like an invitation per se. It's like, I'm doing comedy. So come out if you want, but yeah. it's cool, you know? Yeah. And other comics, the more seasoned comics keep telling me like, it's going to dry up any second. It's going to dry up any second. That's cool. Right. But of the course fact it's is cool. Like, yeah. You're just inviting. You're not like, you're not asking. Exactly. exactly. You're saying like, I'm, I'm going out. And come I'm, out. Just, I'm, I'm blessed, you know, like, like and, I, and I've actually, I don't know if this happened for you, but like, there's people that have come out that I haven't seen in years that, no, that no just pop back into my life. No, 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 I don't. Well, again, I've made no lasting connections in 33 years. It was <laughs> not, crazy. Not one. I had people that I went to grade school with that appeared out of nowhere because yeah. they found that I was doing comedy. And I was like, holy shit, I haven't well, seen you since we were eight. Like, You must be a nice person because I guess I'm not. I literally, there's not one person. <laughs> there's not one person I've ever met who's like, Orange Spiro, yeah, he affected my life positively. <laughs> no, one, no one has that back thought about me, unfortunately. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So much I appreciate that. This is why people like me. Hey. <laughs> Optimist. Yeah, I'm going to come to your next show, you know. <laughs> right, I'm right. there. I'm there. No, I have I honestly have no no idea what uh, what I'm doing, but I'm just doing it. That's yeah, kind that's of the, where I I'm think at that, I think that's also what separates again older comics when they come in and why when there is something there and they're older, like they just come off a lot stronger than like anyone else because it's noticeable. You're like, "Oh, that person seems confident and yeah. Seems like they actually want to be doing what they're doing right now, um, but Isn't again, that when I get that feeling from you. Yeah, well, no, I get. I, Every I, time I've seen you up, you looked like you were totally. Yeah, but now everything seems like you know it depends. Like I'm still at the point, and like there's a lot of jokes that are just feel like rehearsed, you know. So like it's, it's that weird balance trying to find out. Like I'm not just like reading a script. I'm still feeling it in the moment, you know. That's why it's good to you. Like you like um like you mentioned before that you like doing crowd work because mm -hmm. it keeps you in the moment. You know what I mean? It keeps you like present. Which is a which is worth a lot, you know, when yeah. you're on stage. Well, right now, I mean, I've always been a kind of spontaneous person in the sense that, like, I'm, I'm much more in the moment than I can come and like deliver this. Like, you can never come in the moment. It's my problem. <laughs> I never mind it. Uh, Only hours later, when I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's just um, um, I'm not a planner. <laughs> yeah, never been a planner, and. Um, I pick really? up on things that are happening. Yeah, really, <laughs> yeah. Richard. It's shocking. Uh, I'd like to get your perspective on uh, as a person who has. Yeah, how do you feel about the Rolling Stones? Hmm. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> as a person who is now just by virtue of supporting me a bunch of times and and backing me and stuff, but just having seen more comedy per pound than like your average person in the last year. Yeah. Um, what's your perspective? What What do you see up there? It's starting to get weird. I'm starting to get weird looks from the comics because they see me at like every fucking show. I did. I walked in here and you were familiar. I was like, I know you. Like, I, I, it's, it's funny. I really had this moment. I was like, I yeah. think I know you. I, I realized most comics don't have a guy. Yeah. That's just there all the time. Oh, that's no. It. Oh, not at all. Right. Yeah. I kind of blended at the background for the most part. Right. But yeah, it's starting to get weird because like they're kind of looking at me and like I've done this set for you like three, four, right? But five the, times, but more of the question yeah. is, do you think it's funny? Do you think like the local newbies are funny? I think so. Yeah, yeah you think there's a good quality of funniness there? I think so. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's it's. What's your expectation? And for the most part, like they're funny, and then there's some just like weirdos. What was the first show you went to go see of his? Like, where was it? Do you remember? Like, was that the world? Was at the works? Yeah. Was works. that the comedy works? Was yeah. your first? And was there an audience? Yeah, there was an audience. Yeah, there was, audience. Yeah. There was a well, bunch because we brought a lot. We of people. brought we brought we a lot of people. Lot of people. We there were was, like 10, 15 people. Yeah, and then there was ten. A, you know, ten, fifteen people. Yeah. 
Oh wow, Jesus yeah. Christ! I'm with cool people here. Oh, right. <laughs> I think I think Sweet. also it's not because I'm popular. I think it's just because a lot You're of people so fucking popular. Like Ten to fifteen people. Oh my god. I but bullshit, yeah. bro. <laughs> I think it's just because people have always um, wanted a brown friend, <laughs> a brown friend. <laughs> Uh, I think people are just they're they're excited for you because most people don't do anything. I had this like it's so funny. I think it's because I'm Jewish and I come from like just like a different background that my reaction everyone was like, "Why?" Like I was like, "I'm doing comedy." They're like, "Why? Why the fuck?" You're, th- you're thirty. God knows, no one cares. You're immediately you know I mean? suspicious. Like, you're literally of at the end of your prime. Why the hell would you go on stage and tell everyone about your problems when no one listens and it literally takes forty five years to make even a dime on this? Right. Like, what is your plan? And I'm like. I, th- I think I'm funny. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm kind of funny. <laughs> the difference is that everybody who's ever known Jason, it just makes sense. Yeah, fine. People say he, that to he, me, but in an insulting way. That's yeah. the difference. Like, the difference is like, yeah, that makes sense. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Not like, oh my God, yeah. They're like, yep, that fucking... Figures. Yep, yep that goes well with your cocaine habit, doesn't it? Or, yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Orin, Orin, Orin. Would they say your name three times? Orin, Orin. That's the diff- that's the attitude I've always gotten on it. So it's very uh, it's very different. But I think you you're onto something. I think people are like, well, yeah, he was always a clown a little bit. Like this kind of makes sense. Everybody's just been like, God damn, finally, fucking finally, <laughs> finally, he'll stop talking to us and just rant on stage. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. fine. he'll find an avenue so I don't have to listen to this shit. That's probably it. <laughs> that's right. Could you just go dump it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go tell them. Go tell them. Yeah, absolutely. We're fucking yeah. sick of it. <laughs> exactly. You're well, hilarious. Go. Just go. Go. You 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 make my you're my light. That's you're funny. my sunshine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I heard like I I I I still I don't know why I've never really caught one of your full sets. I, like I just I only won at the works, which was great. But I missed you at the nest just because I was like it was one time where I went up. I, I missed you at the at the abroad at, at abroad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I heard great like I heard just like like roaring laughter from mm-hmm. up, from being outside. And but I heard really I've heard your name through the grapevine like just like hey have you heard this, this guy Jason he's really funny you know. And I'm like, Janos? Janos. <laughs> Janos. Jamone. Jamone. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, like, I definitely, like, so, like, obviously, you're, you're, you you have a voice up there that's, like, that's, I think so. that's, I don't know. that's, you know, like, getting people's attention, which is good. But, I mean, it's all about, it's all about, like, the momentum starts high. I'll tell, like, you know, I was telling, like, there's this kid, he's, like, I don't know, he's, like, he's, like, seven. I don't know how old he is. No, he's definitely not seven, but he's, like, he, his name is, uh, like, Harrison, uh, I fucking love Harrison. Oh, yeah. So Harrison is yeah. like the funniest kid in I'm the world. I'm taking him with me. Yeah, like exactly, right? right? He's just the funniest. Like honestly, it, it it pains me to like just how funny he is. But like I always like you know Harrison's been thinking about this five minutes that he's been doing for so long. You know, like he was ready to come on stage. Just and you too. You know, like you knew that you had stories that you've told multiple times in your life that have always killed. You know, yeah. you know that you have those. And you know that as a, like, I don't know, I don't know, I'm, I'm projecting right now, I'll completely admit, but I know m- me personally that I, like, I'm 33, I've told stories, like, there's a year long, you know, that I've told to people that I know get, like, you know, always get laughs, and th- those are pretty much what I brought to stage the first time I started. Makes sense. They were almost, like, tried and tested, like, I, I kind of wasn't so nervous about it, and it was actually quality material it was after that that i had to develop new stuff you know that i'm continue going so harrison too like uh, you know that stuff has been welling in his head for so long came out with it ready to go and he continues to write and he's still so funny but there's going to be ups and downs you know there's going to be this point where at first it's just fun it's just amazing it's just complimentary but then you start taking those compliments like yeah, you know, like when someone says you're good looking, you're like, yeah, but you just think about beauty as this uh, societal <laughs> thing. It's like, okay, shut up. You know what I mean? That's not how they're like. You're just, you just hate yourself. Stop projecting. 
And then that's the whole like what's gonna happen. I, I can't I can't explain Harrison. I just I look at him and I'm like he instantly makes me laugh. He's instantly funny. He, he doesn't even okay, have to but talk. I don't want to take away from his actual writing ability. He, no, his jokes he are can great. Write a joke. His like, jokes are great. He is, and, and just the way. He, but he's just he's so world weary for such a young person yeah. that that immediately like it kills yeah. me. I come across him on the street and yeah. I'm like. Harrison and he's like yeah hi hi yeah. oh he's he always like he always his he awkward hand, handshakes like he's like I, he once like came up to me just like walked by me and then stood around me and like I'm just like looking at him but he's just like stand, pretending he's not looking at me and then like looks at me and nods but he's like being so awkward and then he like raises his hand like he's about to like tap my back but then just like keeps it like just hovers over my back and then scratches his back and he's like, Yep. And just leaves. And I'm like that is, so that's the most amazing interaction I've ever had, you know? Like he that's was born for this. Yeah, he but he's also he's just hilarious, you know. And I know that there's gonna be a, a down point, you know, there's, there's gonna an be this intellect crazy there. up and there's gonna be this introspective moment where mm-hmm. you start being like you know, like when I started ha- a hack joke made no sense to me. I'm just going for laughs, you know? Yeah. And now I know what a hack I know what jokes of mine are hack, you know what jokes I'm just reaching into a bag and okay. I know that it's going to What's your laugh. take on acknowledging the lack of like uh, effect of a joke? Like at the moment? Because there's a lot of comics that do that and some of them doing well. Some of them, it's just their insecurity. Topic. I haven't adjusted yet properly. Like there are moments when I have like, I, I don't know if you're better to call it out or just. Get, it's definitely awkward to just roll to your next joke and pretend that moment didn't happen. But a lot of my jokes are weird. So there's a lot of like Holocaust jokes, you know, things like that. So when you don't get a laugh on a Holocaust joke, it's not just they didn't laugh. It's like they have a thought process going on right right now, you know, and and that's what I have to struggle through. It's like now it's like not only they're not laughing, they're thinking something, you know what I mean? They're like being weird. And like that's when they just completely back off from you. And my Holocaust material has always been a struggle for me. My Holocaust material. You you go to some dark places. Yeah, I do. I do. It's dangerous. Yeah, I have. I have. Yeah, I have some weird jokes and like I and I still and I'm still writing more of them and it's they're really tough and I've scrapped so much material Hmm. just because I can never connect. But I have to acknowledge that the audiences are not there for me. They're not there for that. And it's easy to step on people's toes when they're not expecting anything. You know, it's like easy to hurt someone uh, with like a rape joke or with an abortion joke. Uh, If, if like, if they're just innocent there, you know what I mean? They didn't sign up for this at all. They're just here. Let's say support a friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, well, let's go into this bar. It says comedy. Exactly. Like I can accept. Holocaust. Holocaust. Exactly. And they just, and they feel awkward about it. They don't like it. Yeah. Like exactly. They don't like it. Like they literally don't like it. Like I didn't come in here to just be like berated with this awkwardness. And yeah. So it's it's tough to struggle through it, and a lot of it's because it's not funny. Like I, I will acknowledge that there's a lot of my jokes that are just not funny. They're not for that, you know what I mean. But there are some that are, and I just have to struggle yeah. through all like the. If shit. you go to that dark place, it it better be fucking funny. That's right? what a lot of people like, feel. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's but, the, so for me, and that's the idea is that my dark space, my like where I go with my comedy, especially with with Holocaust material, is that like I I'm talking about my grandmother. I'm not talking about like. Like Hitler was weird because of this, you know what I mean? Or like, like, hey, that's one of my jokes. Exactly. Or using six million as a punchline, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm giving my experience of what it's like growing up as someone who talked about it every day. I love that material, by the way. It's funny, but again, I completely acknowledge where it brings people, like, in both sides, people who actually have experienced it with their grandmother. We're like, is this guy telling the truth? He's a comedian. Is he like just making up a character to like play jokes on this? Or it doesn't read that way. 
No, it I don't isn't. Think so it either. isn't that way. But I mean, no I one can, goes. I, my grandmother has like a Auschwitz tattoo. No, no exactly. one says that again. But if like, there is not the case. That again, I completely accept where people are awkward about it. But I still think that there is a transcendent point where people will just start looking at it as just my experience of my grandmother telling me her life. You know, like what that's like. And Harrison has a great joke. Harrison has an amazing joke about the Holocaust, where he goes, "If uh, <laughs> if Hitler hated the Jews so much." Uh, little did he know how much he'd hate them after giving them a reason to complain about it. And he's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I remember that one." And then he's like, "And he's like, and I'm allowed to make that joke because my parents, my grandparents, are both Holocaust survivors, and I am a direct result of their complaining." You know, and like, and, <laughs> and it's, it's it's just like, and it's a well situation. It's a well. It's true. Like, yeah, but yeah. There's there's everyone talks about the survivors. No one talks about the survivors of the survivors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I I like I like jokes too that that are that are that send people into a bit of a scare you're like oh no he's going down that road and then the punchline is really soft and 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 almost childlike yeah like i'm a big fan of that approach yeah i've gotten a recommendation that sometimes i i i sound too punchliney and that's where people lose respect for the joke because it no longer sounds like i'm telling a personal story and Mm. it sounds too structured like a joke really so trying to find that maybe that borderline of like telling you have these discussions with other comics uh yeah other comics and also people in the audience who've just felt like you know oh they they come and talk to you well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Like I've had a few people come and talk to me about the Holocaust stuff. Like everybody, like, and people think it's funny or even worse. So they're like, "Yeah, fuck the Jews, right?" I'm like, "It's not. That wasn't Wait the point a second. at all. Wait. <laughs> it's not at all." Wait the a point. second. Yeah. Finally, someone said it. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, no, no. <laughs> Have you been heckled? Um, not horribly. I mean, uh, my weekend at the Comedy Works, I was heckled pretty badly. There was, a, but she was not hating on me. She was just not letting me talk. You know, uh, she was just trying to be involved the whole time. She so thought I, you were asking her real questions. Yeah, exactly. And it was, I didn't know how to handle it, and it got a little awkward. You know, and uh, that was brutal. Also, I did a weekend there at the Comedy Works where, like, when I got on, the manager of the club, he told me, uh, "We have a bachelor party coming in." Uh, the bachelor's a doctor and he loves the nutty professor oh, and he and he wants you to make fun of him like in the scene in nutty professor when the comic makes fun dave Chappelle. yeah you know, when dave Chappelle does it. and i'm like uh are you kidding me like this is like my first weekend ever at a club like you want me to like how specific is that and he goes to me he's like i don't know and he won't give me too much like examples of what exactly i have to do he's like just make it like the just make it like that you know you know like be like dave Chappelle. And I'm like, I don't even know what this means, you know. Like, and I and I hadn't seen the movie in a million years, so literally, yeah, it's I don't like, even remember what happened. Like, exactly. In that scene. So this is like right before the set, and I'm in the bathroom at the Comedy Works, like watching YouTubing, <laughs> YouTubing that scene, and I'm like watching it. I'm like trying to like grab like anything I can, like oh my, and like I refuse to like just do an imitation, you know? <laughs> exactly. So I'm just gonna have to like try to grab a joke and make it seem. And there's just like there's one or two like I don't even remember the joke I used. Something about the only last time you touched a breast was at the bottom of a KFC bucket. Like that was probably oh. the joke that I stole because I was like the only one that I was like, okay, this is funny enough in context. Because yeah. like they told us that he was like, he told us that he that he was like that he was uh, like really fit for some reason. Like he was really fit. And that he was getting married, and then he came in. He was kind of, he was like, wasn't so fit, you know. He was kind of. <laughs> so I was like, I. So I remember saying, like, I feel like that they lied, and then I used that line, and everyone started laughing, and okay, then I so was like, did it kill? But then I didn't. I killed, but it. But then I was pretending it was my. Like you know what I mean? Because I didn't say that's yeah. from the Nutty Professor. You know what I mean? Right. Like quote Nutty Professor. Like like everyone <laughs> thought it was my line. So now I'm like walking <laughs> on the stage, killing it on like my first weekend with a fucking hack line from Dave Chappelle and the Nutty Professor, and I'm like how I'm like I. But I want it. I want it. You know what I mean? I was like, I want to feel that. Demonstrates <laughs> such a such a level of respect for for other people's comedy from from your right? yeah no, I mean like it that's, makes you so Canadian yeah exactly. <laughs> that's it yeah we 
whereas no 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 u.s car would have fucking thought twice like this kills fuck it yeah exactly go with it yeah <laughs> that's that sounds like a time. nightmare though it like, was at first like I, I tell that story to other comics and also like that like oh god what are you supposed to say like i granted i knew the i knew the guy who was running this show that night but I uh, if it wasn't if it was like me in like Philadelphia yeah. one night just done a club and like some guy said, and the manager said that to me I'd be like yeah whatever like I got to do whatever I got to do to get yeah. this gig again you I know? just gonna do it yeah what exactly kind of person has like a nutty professor fantasy a guy that has bachelor parties yeah That's just who, it's uh, just okay. like you know because the bachelor not... party in itself is a tragic tragic <laughs> tradition yeah where he was like kind of dressed like a woman or something you know yeah, what yeah I mean? it's, like it's just... desperation uh, and mediocrity at at its peak its mm-hmm. apex there's yeah. nothing sadder how many of those every time you run into one of those I Either bachelor or, or or fucking uh, bride to be groups bachelor downtown. Rights, yeah. You want to just like you just want to dunk into a bat into a fucking I garbage can. I just like cross the street and run away. Yeah, like, eat a lifesaver <laughs> off my pantyhose, <laughs> like all that shit. Like yeah. it's just it's so desperate. It's so like this is so much fun. Like you just uh, it's it's a it's a heartbreaking experience. I've been burned before. I've been burned. So uh, are you on social at all? Are you are you doing track with people on the? Uh, yeah, you know, Facebook and Instagram. I have social. a Twitter account that I don't use much. Instagram I enjoy. It's a lot of fun. Um, YouTube. Yeah, no, YouTube I don't use. Uh, I'm not one to post any of my material until it's ready to go. I, uh-huh. I just don't feel comfortable with it. Um, None of the comics here fucking harness the social media stuff. I've noticed. Well, I mean, like you need <laughs> Very a, you few. need a following. Like otherwise, you're just talking to your friends in the comics. Like, like you have to like have some sort of realistic acknowledgement of what kind of fan base or who you're reaching out to. You know? Yeah. Like yeah, who are you reaching out to? You know, you're reaching out to your friends and you're reaching out to other comics. If you have an actual fan base that you can acquire, good for you. You know what I mean? No, like, I, I see it the other way. Like if you're if you're doing the circuit, especially if you're hitting the circuit as heavily as you are, uh, and some of the other guys, like especially this the, the millennials, man, the first thing they'll fucking do is YouTube and see if you're on YouTube or something. Yeah, but you need to have quality stuff on YouTube and not the stuff they just heard. You know. Well, clearly, yeah. I mean, at, at that point, that's I'm, I'm a big point. Like, I you develop material. You, you know, you put some stuff over there. Yeah, well, it's not that easy to. Do. Personally, I think it takes a year to have close to five minutes that you can call good. I think it does. I think it takes at least I don't know, that man. much. Look, I look mean, at the I, stones. Again, my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, <laughs> my friend. Touche. Touche. <laughs> 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 Sorry, yeah. thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just inquiring because. I, uh, I, so that's what I think. So I think if I, so I'm a year and a bit now, and I literally don't even sure if I have five minutes. So I'm gonna have five minutes that I'm working on on stage, and then they're gonna go onto my YouTube and see like the same five minutes, and then it's gonna be like, or not. Like, why does it have to be the same five well, minutes? Well, maybe when I have five minutes that I'm confident with, and then I'm ready to move on to a new five. But why does it even have to be your material? Why can't it be just be like a channel where you're... you're, 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 you're oh, you mean like just doing content? Like, yeah, that's... No, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, because again, it's, it's, it's a lot of people just don't feel confident putting out that type of content. It's mm-hmm. that simple. If you look at ABBA and Preach, I mean, those guys are killing it right yeah, now. Yeah. You know, they found the right audience. They put out content every day. And Abba is just such an amazing guy. Like he, he's hilarious, and he does stand up, and he separates the two. Like he doesn't, he doesn't even go on stage and plug YouTube no, at all. No, no, he those are mention, two machines. Yeah. Like he literally does. He has jokes about being a little bit of a Facebook celebrity, but in no way is him trying to plug himself. It's literally him just telling a story about his life. And That's it's the quite, right attitude. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing, you know. But they he, they have the content, you know. Like I I respect people who have the content to put out there. Uh, a podcast are great because it's listening, you know, like it's, it's a listening time. It's different. Video really equ- requires attention. It mm-hmm. requires time. You yeah. Know? Okay. So uh, in terms of gigs, what do you got coming up? 
Uh, well, I'm at the I'm at the Comedy Works. Um, oh, this is coming out on Monday, so I was at the Comedy Works <laughs> <laughs> this weekend. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm at this great venue, at a comedy at the Art Loft. It's gonna be a mid uh, mid April, I think it's like April, uh, one of the Fridays in April. I can't remember off the top of my head, but that's they should look at that on social media. Comedy at the Art Loft is an amazing venue. We'll link in the description. So yeah, just let me know. Perfect. Afterwards. Yeah, comedy at the Art Loft. I'm there, and then I'm also doing um, the Aloha Ha show, and um, and you know, open mics everywhere all the time. All right, Orange Bureau guys. Yeah, Orange Bureau on uh, social media, uh, Instagram and, uh, and Facebook. Cool. Any closing thoughts? Um, no, but I really appreciate you guys having me here. You're professional. You guys are uh, good talkers and very inviting. And thanks for the beer. Awesome. I, hope, I hope to be here again sometime. Anytime. You're always welcome. Most Cheers. definitely. Fire in a hole.